Welcome to episode number 178 of the Tower Light Talk podcast. This is Casey. Hey, and this is Chris. And, you know, we got a couple things to talk about. <laughs> a few. Just a few. Just a few things. Um, but before we get into the main show, we will talk about a little bit of what we've been geeking out on. Um, and I'm going to say, honestly, in addition to playing role-playing games online, um, like Dungeons & Dragons-esque games online, G.I. Joe, finding that streaming channel of, um, if you guys are G.I. Joe fans, uh, there's a channel on YouTube that plays old episodes, just 24 hours, it's Hasbro, it's Hasbro's channel, sorry, um, 24 hours of, of G.I. Joe, and it's funny, I was talking to my cousin Chris Siever over at Itcrep from the 80s, and... I was like, this holds up. Like, He-Man to me doesn't, and I do need to watch him again because it's been some time, but, and even Transformers was a little ch- cheesy, but this was like, these people know how to write. Like, yeah, it's 80s stupidity where, like, just kill the person or, you know what I mean? Like, this could end all of your problems if you just killed Cobra Command. But, like, at the same time, there was some pretty cool plots, so I've really been digging it and uh i actually think i just want to buy the dvd of the whole series because it's on amazon for like 50 bucks and just say okay now watch them in order but um yeah definitely geeking out on some gi joe (laughs) that that's pretty awesome i do i think we talked about this i um for some reason i never watched gi joe that much growing up because I wasn't, I don't think I had the station for it. So, um, but like you, I um, I have been doing a deep dive of one of my childhood cartoons, and it's Master of the Universe, and that's still going on because, as we all know, it's probably like 150 episodes, and I'm I think we're like almost 40 in. Uh, so we're yeah. we're chipping away, we're chipping away at that first season. Um, and yeah, it's 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 an extremely stupid show most of the time um but I, I love it it's um there are some really cool moments where you're like yeah this is this is great world building but then it just it, it gets kind of goofy so but whatever that's our uh, that's our 80s as our childhood and that's uh we love it um i've been playing ghosts of tsushima uh, i picked that up uh, my wife made me buy it <laughs> really um Damn and um i know that's what i said and i am going to tell you it's it's freaking amazing um i didn't i was like yeah this is a good game and then i shared that video of me riding a horse and then jumping off the horse and then in midair assassinating somebody below me and i just did that i didn't even try to do that i just did it <laughs> it's like yeah, there's so much more to this game, and as I progress in it, um, I just it, it's it's a it's a beautiful game to begin with, like the, yeah. the graphics and just everything and the music and this way they built it out. But yeah, it's um it was a good it was a good pickup, and I really want to play it on a next gen console because I really want those graphics, and I know that the PS Pro would give me more, and I can tell where here and there it would be a lot better, but still it's it's quite breathtaking for a <laughs> and for it's a um system. Sucker Punch. Yes. The, the infamous people. Yes. So, and they did something else recently that was really good. I can't remember. Me neither. I don't know. Anyway, um, now that you said that, yeah, I started playing that uh, Link's Awakening. Forgot to tell oh, you. Nice. 
that's my very first Zelda game I ever played. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is giving me some some nostalgia. (laughs) Yeah, I I am going to play that game again someday. Exactly. Um, So nothing from Marvel, like straight (laughs) up, like silence, ghost, nothing. So we have no Marvel TV or movie news. Um, So Chris is going to take us through DC and the fandom that happened over this weekend, which was honestly insanely good. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not over. It it got split into two months. So uh, tell us what happened, man. And we'll kind of just, you know, comment on it and go back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, I was overly surprised by how well, they did the presentation uh that there was hardly any technical difficulties yep. everything flowed really well the timing was right uh so you weren't like just like oh i want to watch this panel but i gotta watch this but it was all great content and you could really and then you watch the encore later if you missed any of it they put everything like the trailers right up so it's like you could watch what like those if you didn't want to watch the panels but i had a great time um and so let's just let's just start at the top. I mean, let's, which was the featured panel in the night was uh, the Batman. And what we got was I was not expecting a trailer at all because it's like a quarter of a shot, you know, and it was like Suicide Squad is fully shot. And we'll talk about it in a second. But we got like a sizzle behind the scenes thing. But with the Batman, we got a full on teaser quote-unquote trailer it was like two minutes long and it was i've watched it numerous times because it just has delivered a feeling i don't think i've gotten from a batman movie yet you mean a detective movie oh yes that (laughs) you get it from the comics plenty of times but um yeah it was uh it was wild it was it was definitely something um I think people, you know, when you hear it, oh, it's going to be dark, it's going to be gritty, it's going to be a detective story and blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. But when you see it and, you know, Seven meets The Crow meets Batman, like Colin Farrell looking unrecognizable. And, you know, I I love, uh, what's her name? Uh, Zoe. um, Kravitz. Kravitz, yeah. You, You know, doing her Catwoman and. You know, it just, it's funny because, like, the character's, what, 80 years old now? And obviously, there's been numerous DC writers who have taken their idea of the character. And hey, it's great. I, you know, same thing with Spider Man for me. Do it. Do it again and again. And if you can do it, or Superman, like, do it in a cool, interesting way, I'm, I'm all for it. And it looks like Matt Reeves is, is putting his stamp on it. And, um, can we just talk about the show too, right? With it? Yes. Yeah, so because you didn't write they, it down, but yeah, I didn't because they didn't really talk too much about it. But I was just gonna say, so just the Batman, yeah. yeah, the Batman's the year two story, which is awesome. Um, so we get a little, as you can tell, he's established. He's talking to Jip Gordon and everything, and um, but then they also let us know that the GCPD show is a year one, is taking place during year one. So it'll be like what this this mysterious bat figure is going around. Maybe they don't have to, they don't have to show him all the time. He's just a presence. 
Jim Gordon's like running his running the department or whatever, and and that's that's where we're at. And I think that's genius, genius. Yeah, me too. Um, you you think those people were followers of Joker then, the ones who were all in face makeup? Yeah, I, I do, so. right? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I, I mean, to... it was the first thing I thought. Yeah. And it was like, and not even like. Like I had like the whole Colin Farrell thing. I had to watch the trailer the third time. I realized like, I'm like wait, like I I saw I saw the prosthetics and all that stuff. So that was very kind of like it was weird. I didn't recognize it. I think because the trailer was so epic like that. But the Joker guys, I was like, that's crazy. That's smart. It's it's smart. Yeah, <laughs> so. I mean, there's certain villains that like Flash, Zoom. You cannot do it without Zoom. And Batman, I mean, sorry, you can go so far without having the Joker. Like, if they're the sons of Joker and they end up whatever, but at some point you just have to see them. And it doesn't matter how many times it's happened. I, I also, that the Warner Brothers thing at the beginning, the, their symbol is the same as the Joker. So it's like that, if they are going to set them in the same world, there's your. there's another thing. Like, I don't. It's kind of interesting since this is an Earth, like like they said, this is Earth two basically, and this is not taking place in the DC universe uh, that we see we've seen on the screen already. So very exciting. Do you? Okay, I know we have Suicide Squad to talk about, but that mm-hmm. leads me into the Flash and yeah, and actually it leads me into two things because we also have the Snyder Cut, and we didn't really talk about that because I thought the trailer was meh whereas so many people were like it looks like a completely different movie yeah <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't put it on here on purpose the only the only thing i really liked about that was dark side and i still don't even like it because it looked like really cartoony and unfinished so i just i i don't know i I'd, I'd rather talk about stuff that's new and i'm excited for and that's not toxic you know it's like i want to see the snyder cut it's happening it's happening well, I do want to say, to like, I'm gonna bring it back into the Batman, but the Snyder Cut, the way they're presenting it, is four one-hour segments, which yes. I thought was crazy. And then later on, it will be one giant movie, um, which is the way I'll just watch it. I don't want to be edged for four weeks or whatever. Um, but like, I, I, do you think? There is a possibility in this Flashpoint movie with Ben Affleck being in it that we get the Crisis on Infinite Earths treatment where we see Barry running through, we see Grant Gustin's world, we see uh, Robert Pattinson's world. Even if they do it exactly like they did it in Crisis where you just see it. It's already a clip that we already saw in a movie, but it's like, do we see you know, um, uh, Michael Keaton's Batman. And like when he's running through, you see all these different versions of, of the characters and, and this justice league movie has a, a place in that situation. So like, because he's getting that extra money because he can connect it to the greater world, you know what I mean? Like he could he could throw in 
a CGI Green Lantern, which ends up going into this Green Lantern show because he can. Like, do you think they'll take that opportunity with the Flash, with the extra money? Do you think that's a possibility? Because for me, that would make the Justice League Snyder Cut go, this now makes sense. Now it's actually a jumping off point, integral part of the DCEU to have this. All right. First off, don't ever call that it, that again in my presence. Um, but <laughs> with the Flash, I thought the exact same as exact same thing as you. So I watched that panel. Um, it it was very interesting. Uh, they 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 don't want to tell you too much, but they do allude to the fact that Batman does build him a new suit, um, and you see that in the pictures that they previewed. So one of the Batmans does. I don't know if it's Batfleck or it's Keaton. I don't yeah. know. I feel like the Keaton announcement uh, is a little bit bigger than just a run through. Uh, so I think that it's going to be a little bit more played out. Uh, I do like that Ben Affleck is coming back. And I think that does pay you know, proper tribute to the, the fact that these characters were not erased. We have Jason Momoa, Aquaman. We have Gal Gadot, uh, Wonder Woman. So... Um, and, and Ezra Miller's Flash. So it's not like they're acting like that never happened. It yeah. happened. And so I would hope that maybe they can play nice, like Zack Snyder and, and, and Jeff Johns and all these guys can just get together and do something to really kind of just tie together. It would be great. Do I think it's going to happen? I don't know. Um, I always I feel like Zack Snyder is like, this is my cut if I would just burn the whole thing, if, if any of those scenes from justice league was in here, I, I don't know, maybe, but I like where they're going with the DC universe. I'd like that they preserve these characters. Um, and that they're doing that, like they're doing these, these more loyal, like to the actual DC feel other than just, you know, Zack Snyder's verse. Yeah. yeah. That's all. Like, I just think it, they have an opportunity right now where, yeah, black suit, Superman, whoa. you know what I mean? Like, great, we all knew it was happening. I don't really give a shit. But you have an opportunity now with every, and we're going to talk about this too, everything going to one platform, HBO Max, everything being quote-unquote connected, even from the CW into the, the greater, uh, you know, movie-verse, this, this Justice League uh, Snyder Cut, does have the potential to being a jumping off point for all of this stuff, potentially. I, you know, those movies already are, I feel as well. So I, I because Gal Gadot shows up in Batman versus Superman, it's yep. the best part about the movie, yeah. you know, um, and, you know, there's parts of Justice League that are like, all right, you can see what Zack Snyder's vision was, and it's a mess, but I mean... I do want to see the final thing because I do think that, like I've said, what what happened to him is unfortunate. It was tragic, and WB forced the gun, forced the gun, and that was it. So, artists should get to finish their vision. I'm glad they're doing that, and I'm glad that DC is moving forward, and we're getting these brighter heroes, you know, and 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 still keeping with the proper tones for each character. So mm-hmm. that's the most that's the most important thing for me for DC. It's just it's not. It's not making everybody. It's not even making everybody Batman. It's not making everybody a Marvel character, uh, Marvel mm-hmm. MCU character, I should say. Um, so that's it. I think that Flash is going to do some really amazing things for this universe. And you're right. I think they're going to take that full crisis 
um, opportunity and we'll tie it together. Yeah. All right, cool. So sorry, I went off on tangents there, guys. Um, but I think it was important too. So actually, you know, it's our podcasts. Whatever. That's right. I, I make no apologies. All right, what's next? And something that no one is ever going to apologize for is James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Um, Less the, sucks, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Um, it's, it 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 could be it could be a C, and it's probably going to be amazing. Um, I I don't know, man. They not. It's insane. They announced all the. They announced who everybody's gonna be. I don't want to go through all that stuff. Some surprises. Some characters like I'm not even that familiar with. So it's cool that they're getting their. They're getting that screen time with these with these actors involved. It's such a huge production, and when you watch it behind the scenes thing, it's just like, what? What is happening here? And when they when they draw the parallel to the '70s war movie. Uh, with James Gunn's, you know, movie making abilities and the fact that he says it's the biggest movie he's ever made. It just, you know, you look at Guardians and you're like, this was great. This is really what changed the, the scope of the Marvel Universe. Um, right here, this is something that is more, I think, in line with James Gunn's um, <laughs> darkness. <laughs> you know, like the like he does like, you know, more a little more gritty stuff than like the fun Marvel universe. So I, I'm excited to really see what he does with um, one of my favorite superhero teams or comic book teams, I should say. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, heroes I'm... in their own, in their own <laughs> way. Heroes in their own half show. Correct. Right. <laughs> um, you know what? Here's the thing behind the scenes. I was excited about, I, I like James Gunn. I I've liked him since trauma days. Um, so, you know, always been a James Gunn fan despite guardians too. Uh, but there's parts of guardians too. They're absolutely brilliant. That poster being GI Joe <laughs> was what did it for me. <laughs> I know that now, you know, since I'm on my GI Joe kick, that poster was just so amazing. And, um and you know if if this this you know war movie this gi joe war movie with dc characters playing in cartoon villains and cartoon heroes like i'm all about it seems great yeah i um just that they have a dc fandom shop and also so amazon has it too and so that's the better place to get it so you can get the free shipping but i got i went and bought the batman t-shirt and then i bought the suicide squad like baseball ringer oh really like the, yeah it's like with the red sleeves but like the but like the chat like the torso is white you know those shirts like the baseball yeah, shirts kind of and it's got like the suicide squad logo oh my god i just i was like Cha-ching. <laughs> i didn't know I didn't even know. Didn't know that was a yeah. thing. I love that. I love that classic logo, and I'm just so happy they're using that. And I was just like, went wild. And the Batman just, oh god. All right. So, um, anything else about the Suicide Squad from you? No. James Gunn, we and cr- trust. <laughs> Crusty. Uh, Wonder Woman 84. Uh, we got another trailer that helped me make a lot more sense of what's happening in the movie. I don't know if I really wanted that um <laughs> i liked the trailer i loved her swinging on the lightning that made me like i was just i got like like a little kid i was like holy crap i don't think i've seen something like that in a long time uh, um we got to see cheetah in action um and i i liked the trailer overall and i um i'm sad because i don't know if i'm going to see this movie in theaters 
Yeah, and it's funny. It said only in theaters, but no date. Um, I'll tell you what. I I really wish I wouldn't have watched it. I'm glad that I got to see Cheetah because that got me excited. But I still don't get the Steve Trevor thing. I know they'll do it, and I know it will make sense. But I actually kind of hate it that he's in there. And it's kind of bothering me. Yeah, sorry to cut you off. Um, I was just going to say... That's that's what I'm saying. The reveal in that was when Maxwell Lord goes, what if whatever you could you have want. anything you yeah. want, whatever you dream. So there's something that whatever that plot point is, he's there and he's going to probably disappear at the end of the movie, sadly, um, when she stops him or whatever. But they're like, I don't want that. I don't want to, I didn't want to know that. Yeah. Like, I was fine. Like, I love Chris Pine and I like Steve Trevor character. And I was like, fine, he's going to be in this. It's going to be good humor. Like, fine. But that's a huge plot point, And I really didn't need to know that. Yeah, that's that's all. I just it bothered me. Um, I was just more in it for Cheetah. Um, I also don't know why they don't. I hope they embrace more of the 80s. Like when we actually see it, like, yeah, the funny little sight gags with the parachute pants in, in the Miami Vice look great. That's fine. But I want it to be like, you know, I want to feel like I'm in the 80s. Like, I don't know why they're not using more 80s stuff personally. Who knows? We might see more. I'm uh, sure we will. I'm just yeah. being a curmudgeon. Anyways, uh, that's fine. Great. Can't wait. Yeah. I just want to see it. <laughs> I also I also trust Patty Jenkins a lot yeah, too, me too at this sure. point so um, very excited just sad I just wish that we could see in theaters but um, next up Black Adam uh, we you know they announced the movie was gonna has been delayed again um, and it will start shooting in 2021 hopefully uh, but <laughs> it was fun because you know I I did say like I dropped all those trailers this morning and my biggest thing is like if it wasn't for Dwayne Johnson this movie would have been dead by now. Um, it doesn't matter how good Shazam is or if they're doing a sequel to Shazam, they would have fit him, fit him in there somehow, you know. But I do believe Black Adam deserves his own movie. I think he is that interesting of a character. I do believe that The Rock would do a good job playing him. And um, and this was also what Boss Logic was uh, teasing about his, you know, he did a lot of work for this. And I really liked those teasers. I thought that it was a good panel for something that has not even shot yet. And even like Noah Centino who's playing Adam Smasher um, popped in for a little, little uh, chat with the, with, with Dwayne Johnson. And that was, you know, that was cool. Um, So, and um, they announced the JSA, they switched out Stargirl for somebody else. Um, You know, Hawkman was one of my favorite characters are going to be in the movie, of course. And so I'm excited. Um, I just, I just wish that things weren't so messed up right now. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. I, um, I honestly I was hyped for it because of the way it was done. It was very professionally done. I like that he did that voiceover and gave you like if you had no idea who this character was, getting that um backstory to why you should be excited about it. Um just from the teaser. And then if you pay attention to the panel and hearing more about the JSA, then it was like, Oh, damn. Okay, I'm in. So um you know, I guess that pretty much confirms that he'll probably be in Shazam sequel, I guess, to lead into it, because I'm assuming that will get shot first. I guess so. Maybe. I mean, right? what it's they just announced the, the name of it. It's called Fury of the Gods, right? I think. 
it's like I thought it was like more overt than that. Like I could be wrong. <laughs> no, it's Fury of the Gods. Fury of the Gods. Okay, cool. So Okay. If he, he's gonna be in it somehow. They have to. Right. They right. it's gonna happen. I mean we'll get Mr. Mind, we'll get some fun other Shazam stuff, I'm sure, but um yeah, Black Adam is definitely in that, if not post credits or whatever. But we'll see. I, I don't see any furious gods besides him showing up in that movie. And then hopefully Superman showing up in that movie and they beat the crap out of him. So. One thing I will say that I thought was also pretty funny is that Sinbad is going to be in Shazam uh, as a very long running thing where people thought that Sinbad played in a movie called Shazam, which he didn't in the 90s. Um, but I always thought he did. <laughs> so anyway, can't wait for Shazam. All about it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so next up, um, sorry, I went away from that. Uh, just a little bit about Titans. I didn't watch the panel. It was a little bit, uh, we were playing our role-playing game at that point. So I didn't want to wait too late because I already saw the news. And so season three is going to be more Gotham central, um, cent- like centered. And uh, we're going to be seeing <laughs> Red Hood, Barbara Gordon, and Scarecrow. So it's interesting because we know Jason Todd scurried away during season two and, and didn't look back. So it looks like they'll never see him again until he's his alter ego. Um, yeah. What do you think about these, uh, this Gotham Titans show? Uh, I don't know. Um, because of how the things, here's the thing that I, I do like, titans and season two started out really strong and then it got really bad my problem is is that the show is called titans and not individual titan people doing their own thing and never becoming a team and that's what's been happening and that's you know i got it for season one i understood season two i'm like when do you team up so i just if it's another season where it's like everyone's apart and like you know where is uh dick again and and it's just like i don't know how excited i am for that like to split up the team again i just it doesn't hold as much interest let me put it this way i like that show enough because it is titans Mm -hmm. but here's my issue dick grayson left batman to get away from the darkness the Titans are a much more brighter team. They're much like it's supposed to be fun, like a little more fun and, and whatnot. It's so angsty. And I have an issue with that. Mm-hmm. There's highlights to the show. There's really, there's a lot of lows to the show and it's just, you're right. It's like, come together, be a team, play off each other, have some freaking humor and just do what you're supposed to be doing. Like star girl. Perfect. Like you delivered, yeah. like you delivered those feels. Not everything has to be dark and everything. Like Doom Patrol is is a good example of that too. It's like just just be a little more accurate to your characters. I I, I don't understand what they're doing with Titans sometimes. It's just it's frustrating. Yeah, I um, yeah, 
I don't know. I don't really have much else to say about. It. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the let's talk about the good stuff. Yeah, like video games. Yes. <laughs> so it's interesting because um, Rocksteady and WB Montreal um, they used to work together, right? <laughs> One split off from Rocksteady and made their own their own their own company, right? Basically. I think I think W I think Warner Brothers. Yeah. Just wanted more Batman, to be honest with you. And they probably yeah. just paid a bunch of people to say, listen, we can only do so many of these so fast and we don't want to wait. So can you just do this? <laughs> well, it's I'm just my point, I guess, is like um, is just going back because like Arkham Origins was made by W. Montreal within the Arkham world. Right. And so what we're getting with Gotham Knights is a brand new world completely outside of the Arkhamverse, but using the same models and, and whatnot. Um, and I think it's, it's kind of, it kind of throws me off because I kind of wanted to be in the same world, but I do like the fact that they can start anew and kind of make it their own. So you have like, um, like Robin's like all, all the Gotham Knights are more, more comic book esque than the darker Arkham versions of them. I guess that's how I'm going to try to put it. Um, so I am excited for this game um, because I do like the co-op idea. I love, I love the Bat Family. So I'm really excited to really, you know, try them out all, you know, and just, and just have a next gen Batman game. Yeah, um, I agree. I mean, I got, I got excited from the trailer. Um, just how they're how they're handling the different uh, styles of gameplay, you know, as well. Like Robin's more techie as he should be. Red Hood's run and gun. You know, um, Dick is a little bit more acrobatic, and and Barbara's kind of like a mix mix, really. So you know, like it's it's cool. Um, you don't have to sell me too much. Like even the the Court of Owls thing, like you know, all that teasing and now we get this and I'm fine with it. <laughs> like, yeah. Just bring it on. Did you watch the playthrough? I didn't. I'm going to watch uh, it uh, later tonight. Yeah. It's not nothing spoilery. It just, it just gives you a good idea of how it functions, especially with the yeah. co-op. It's awesome. Um, and so the, we knew previous to Fandome that um, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League was coming. Um, and so at fandom we got a, a trailer for it and i it was, it was great because i mean it's it's a cutscene. it's all you know it's all just animation but it really set the set the tone people have a lot of like ideas of what's you know coming out of that and um yeah i just i just really want to i i liked playing as batman and, and the bat family in the arkham games but i like the prospect of like being able to play as 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 a Suicide Squad, I love the Suicide Squad, and I think it's a perfect idea for a game like this. Yeah, I so I'll have to see how it works. I'm sorry, like the only reason, like yes, like it's coming out in 2022, so we're probably not going to see footage of the actual gameplay until next year. Um, I thought this was really fun and neat, and I, and I like this idea a lot. I just I'm always like skeptical when you start adding in too many characters personally, like how that's all handled, even in Gotham Knights, same way. But like this is like, so am I playing as all of them? Like I assume I am, you know what I mean? And I don't know. I just, 
I don't like that kind of stuff, to be honest. So here's something I, I would consider the fact that it's all next gen console, so we're going to be seeing a lot of new mechanics. Uh, yeah. When it comes to that kind of stuff, so. Yeah. I like the fact that they already showed we have co-op with Gotham Knights. You know we're going to have co-op with Suicide Squad. Right. So it's like you get to choose who you want to be, and you can stick to that person, build them up like a role-playing game that looks like you can do that in Gotham Knights. Right. Like, so I, I feel like these these kind of games, like they know that people love these kind of games where you just, like like how Avengers is going to work too. Um, you just, even if it's basic, it's just building them up, the RPG element. Um, so we'll see. I just... You're, I don't want to. I don't want it to be like this huge thing where you just switch on and off. It doesn't mean anything. That's I what I'm be, saying. If I want to play Deadshot for 80 hours, I'm gonna be Deadshot for 80 hours. Yes. And I can play the game. So I that's imagine. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I imagine it. it I, I'm gonna say most likely it'll be like that. So. Guess we'll find out. That's it. All right. So that does it for most of the things I wanted to talk about from Fandom. Anything else you wanted to touch on? No, man. No, it was, it was thick. It was uh, honestly very well run, like you said. Really, no technical issues. I like that the panels weren't an hour. I like that some of them were like ten, twenty minutes because it was really like to the point and succinct. And um, every, I, I have not read anything negative about this event. <laughs> so exactly. I, I, I don't know what they were looking for as far as like a return on investment for their time and getting all these actors and everybody together, but. For the fans, I, I believe it was a success. Absolutely, absolutely. And, it you know, it was it came after a really rough week at the business uh, with DC and all those layoffs. And so, you know, it's just, it's really exciting um, to know that, you know, they're moving forward and that they have a plan and we'll see what happens. Um, I did want to mention, though, that uh, there was talk about a um a static shock movie as well uh so they did announce that um over uh at the fandom they had a special um uh special panel and they talked about the return of milestone comics and stuff like that as well um so they did announce that most likely that a static shock movie is in the works they're bringing back a lot of these milestone imprint characters yeah um, so that's that's exciting because um, and then we'll talk about that, that John Ridley, um, Batman book. I mean, I was talk about it now, but John Ridley is going to be doing a Batman series, um, limited run. And they're talking how it, uh, may be a, a person of color in the underneath the hood. So I think that's really interesting. I think that the more you touch on that kind of stuff, the better, um, because really it's like when kids think about being a hero, they think about themselves being the hero. And that's something important to think about, especially in the multiverse. Um, because you had like with, when um, Grant Morrison did his multiversity, you had the the black Superman and, um, and things like that. So I think that's really amazing that they're bringing that back. Yeah. And I'm excited to hear more about it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. That's good. Yep. And I think that was the last thing I want to touch on. So let's let's talk about uh, the rest of the DC news real quick. Uh, DC Universe, we know, is uh, the app, the streaming services, is collapsing into HBO, movies, TV, all that stuff. But um, Jim Lee did come out after the bloodbath uh, with a little good news for everybody that there is a plan for the digital comics library um, and, and the rest of that stuff on there. So just stay tuned for that. Um, I do like having access to that uh 
over 20,000 titles. Uh, and, you know, I would pay upwards of whatever, 10 bucks to keep that. Um, so we'll hear what happens uh, soon, I'm sure. But at least that answers that question, right? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's true, sure. Exactly. <laughs> might, might have just been a PR move. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I do, Someone needs yeah. to keep his job. <laughs> exactly. Um, we did get an announcement of another uh, DC animated movie coming up called Batman Soul of the Dragon, which sounds extremely um, interesting to me because um, I always like those, that story uh, of how Batman actually trained. And so he, you know, we all know the story of how we went and trained in the, in, in the Himalayas or whatever with ninjas and stuff like that. But he was also trained by Richard Dragon and Richard Dragon is a, relatively unknown character i think for most casuals um and so i think it's cool that they're going to be bringing this in and and they uh they did announce the voice cast for it so we have some new voices like uh david uh giantoli from Grimm, who's gonna be batman uh hmm. michael j white returns as bronze tiger kelly hugh uh is lady shiva and mark Dacascos, sorry, is voicing Richard Dragon. And so, um, yeah, I was really excited to hear about this, and it's going to be produced by Bruce Tim. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I, um, I'm interested, for sure, to see what this is like. Um, you know, this is a kind of a jump off of the Batman animated series episode, Night of the Ninja, which I thought was cool, so... Um, hey, Bruce Tim, Batman, that's all you need. <laughs> that's it. I'm in. Uh, and then last up, another uh, animated news. We knew that The Long Halloween was being adapted. And so they've confirmed that it's going to be two parts, kind of like what they did with The Dark Knight uh, Returns. I'm all about that as well. Dark Knight Returns is is probably the best uh, DC animated film, in my opinion, but that's pretty much because like they didn't even really change anything from the, from the comic. They didn't try to make it a new Fifty Two. They didn't try to do anything. They just said this is it. You know, didn't try to change it like Gotham by Gaslight, which I don't hate. I didn't even hate Red Sun Superman except for the ending, which they cut for God knows what effing reason. But um, just stick to it. If you're going to take the time to do this, it's a great Jeff Loeb uh, comic. If you guys have not read it, do it. So good. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, so like, good. it was like that with Hush, too. Ah, <laughs> oh, right? I don't even remember Hush because it was bad. Okay. Anyway. It worked, but it wasn't not a good... <laughs> right. That's, that's it. Yeah, that's all. All right. Uh, why don't you take over for Star Wars news? Yeah, sure. Um, so first things first, uh, we are getting a new holiday special uh, <laughs> coming to uh, Disney Plus, but it will be in Lego form, uh, which will be on November seventeenth. Is that Life Day? Uh, <laughs> it is real? now. I don't know. I can't remember what the actual Life Day is, um, or if it is Christmas Day. Whatever. Point is. New holiday special is coming. Um, I always like those uh, Star Wars Lego um, like advent calendar type things that they sell every year. So this is kind of 
kind of cool and fitting that they're doing that. Um, are you tuning in? Oh yeah, absolutely. I love the Lego stuff. Yeah. I also like that it's um it's I think it's all like new new sequel stuff too, right? All those all those characters. Yeah, yeah, not just the OT. So cool. It'll be neat. Um, Alpha Squadron Book Three, uh, Victory's Price, uh, is due out on March second. Um, if you have watched Rebels or read the Thrawn series, um, you know of I think God knows what's her first name, but Anyway, she is the right-hand woman of Thrawn, um, so I'm assuming that this book, just by the name alone, has ties to her. Marinda Price? Is that what her name is? I forget. Yeah. Um, I, I, I actually really love her character, and, I, and in that first, I want to say, Thrawn book, um, you get her whole backstory, and she's pretty, pretty fantastic in her own right, so... Um, as a character, I, I've liked her edition. So, yeah. Did you read these? I have. I have the first one. I've, I've been meaning to read it because I like. I like these kind of books. I always like the X-wing books. Um, so, I'm, and plus they tie this in with the, you know, the the Tie Fighter comic, and I believe this kind of ties in with the upcoming Squadrons game too. I think some of these characters are actually featured in that. From what I've heard. Okay. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. I was trying to see if it had anything to do with her. I think I just jumped to that conclusion. What if it did, though? Anyway, <laughs> so, um, maybe we should just call it the price of victory. All right, so finally, uh, just in a rumor mill, uh, Obi-Wan might be shooting this September. Um, and it was confirmed by Kathleen Kennedy uh, that it will be a limited series. Um, I Here's the thing. And someone made the distinction. Big Little Lies was supposed to be a limited series, like a one-episode or one-season thing on HBO. And guess what? It got two seasons, and people still want a third. So we'll see. If, if, if the fans are back... Uh, to Star Wars because of this Obi-Wan and everyone's together like they were over um, Mandalorian and they're selling uh, merchandise like crazy and limited series. I, I don't know about that. I, I I could see it going on longer. What What is your thoughts, though? I, I, I want I, I want to say that I want more, but I don't because they can do whatever they want if they want to tell other stories. But his story his story takes place on Tatooine. I don't have we can say yeah, we can make excuses for why he left planet, other adventures on Tatooine. like I don't know. I just I don't I feel like it might be overkill to go beyond and just give that almost like a movie budget. Do do almost what you wanted to do with an Obi-Wan movie, but make it longer, 4 hours, 6 hours, whatever. And make it the best damn thing that we've ever seen. Be done with it. Wash your hands of it. And go from there. Because the more expectation you build for Star Wars fans, the worse it gets. That's yeah. The truth. That's the truth. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll find out. I mean, either way, excited for a new uh, Obi-Wan series. Um, all right. Why don't you take us into 
this uh, yeah. account news. Let's just run through this real quick. Um, there's not really any DC news. I was going to talk about the cancellations, but that was old news. So sadly, I'm, some of my books are coming to end, but I'll deal with that on my own time. Uh, but IDW news, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Jenica uh, was, you know, sh- she was a popular character. Uh, so IDW, IDW is allowing a second run, uh, another series. And so that's coming in November. And also, uh, if you're a Star Trek fan, Star Trek Discovery, Seven of Nine is getting a miniseries also coming out in November. Yeah. Um, that, that The Seven of Nine thing I'm more excited about, but only because I'm not familiar with this Jenica character. I need to, like, honestly, I really just need to go on a deep dive of Turtles at some point and literally go back to the beginning and, and just binge the shit out of it. So um, that's cool. More turtles is always good turtles. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, with Picard and Seven and I, I think it's a really good, you know, it's a really good time That's to what get I was out. Thinking. Yeah. Star Trek, everybody's loving it now, so good. Um, <laughs> and last up in Marvel news, uh, April 21, 2021, uh, they will release an alien omnibus. That's interesting. Um, so what are they, they're going to be collecting the dark horse comics they own it they got it all back remember wow yeah so um part one you know what i mean like <laughs> i guess i'm confused by this because is that is that also what marvel has done with the dark horse star wars comics and re-released them as like offshoot stories like i i'm kind of confused on how that works so they just when they when they bought it, they took all the dark. They they bought the dark horse rights too, huh? That's yeah, nuts. Well, That's crazy. Uh, an unprecedented collection is what. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. Okay, so this doesn't happen very often. It's no. cool. Um, I own a lot of these in first print dark horse, so you guys have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but if you haven't, now is exactly. now is your time. So in all new colors. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. And so I think that's a good point to enjoy some of these delicious yeah. commercials. Defat Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're Don'tForgetAtowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. We're back after those really, you know, inf- informational commercials. Uh, Chris... I did learn something. You're right, I did. did learn something. Go buy your DFAT comics. Um, which... Speaking of, the Hollow 2 
uh, issue is available now on our Etsy page. I put it up today uh, at the recording on uh, August 24th. So um, Kickstarter is done. Uh, most of the physical rewards have been shipped. Thank you to everyone who listens to the show and backed. Um, there's a few of you guys who are out in other countries, and that's going to take me probably another couple weeks. But other than that, everyone, thank you. I uh, love you, and um, let me know what you think. Uh, let us know what you think of it. But uh, speaking of things that happen on, on crowdsourced places chris what what what's happening oh my gosh casey um so two of my favorite people from the comics world scott <laughs> snyder and tony daniel uh they they launched a kickstarter and it's for nocturnal uh i, I believe it's just issue one though but it's a collector's edition i'm not really exclusive behind the scenes edition the first issue of a new series about humanity trying to survive in everlasting darkness so I think Scott Snyder is a great storyteller. I think that Tony Daniel is one of my favorite artists, and I am very excited, and I have already backed this day one. And 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 told T- Tony Daniel how much I love his art, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> I had a good conversation with him about Nocturnal. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's 72 pages. So it is saying, like... 22 pages of issue one like this is thick um so it you know it's a collection um and like you said uh that ta- that team award-winning so forty thousand dollar goal they've already hit one hundred thirty thousand. um everyone i follow on kickstarter has backed it why not sure go get it <laughs> absolutely um all right so let's jump over to tv news first up Everyone's favorite supernatural man, Jensen Ackles, is going to be heading over to The Boys Season 3 as Soldier Boy. Um, hey, man, Supernatural's done, so dude's got to make money. He can't go and do uh, My Bloody Valentine's Day 2 because he died in the first one. Uh, so, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> I mean, really, the dude has not had much of a career other than Supernatural. <laughs> no, and i um, always like, um petitioning to play red hood you know <laughs> so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah i i like him i think that um now he's done with this show which is very time consuming um we'll see more of him yep absolutely so uh i we'll see what the fate of soldier boy is because in the comics not so good uh and then apparently there is a live action powerpuff girls show in the works over at cw i don't even know what live action of that would be but if i get to see mojo jojo uh as a cgi evil character you have me don't care what the girls are like even though i did love powerpuff girls um mojo jojo Yeah, I, I have no idea even what to think of this. Uh, stay tuned for more. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, in movie news, Babysitter sequel, uh, subtitled Killer Queen. That's going to be coming in September to Netflix. I absolutely loved that first movie. Um, so, hey, most of the cast and crew are back uh, for the sequel. I'm there, man. 
so there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a. I remember you telling me about this movie, and I was pleasantly surprised when I watched it. So, um, time for a rewatch, and um, can't wait for Killer Queen. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. Um, and then also in September, uh, Netflix has Enola Holmes uh, coming out. Um, that's about what is it Sherlock's sister I think is what it is and it's played by Millie Bobby Brown so um, and uh, Henry Cavill is playing Sherlock Holmes so um, apparently they're obviously Millie Bobby Brown's part of the Netflix family but (laughs) Henry Cavill with his Witcher and everything like uh, cool sweet (laughs) I'll check it out yeah, I like I like Sherlock Holmes stories, so this this looks this, this looks pretty exciting, especially since it's coming to Netflix and we don't have to worry about watching it anywhere else besides the comfort of our own couch. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, man. It's just like thank God for Netflix during this pandemic and the fact that they buy movies you know from three years ago and make them and then slowly release them because otherwise i think we'd be screwed <laughs> quite honestly i i remember us before the pandemic talking about what's netflix gonna do netflix was kind of faltering it was it was losing money they yeah, were kind of like what's happening and then it's like oh hey guess what top of the top of the stack already <laughs> again you know so um, I think there's, they have a smart business plan and the more stuff they do like this, the better. I just, I, home viewing is, is so popular now. Yeah. Yeah. I know, um, that Disney plus like met its projections in like three months that they had projected like for the year, Jeez. <laughs> like because of, um, Mando. Hamilton obviously super hot <laughs> July. I oh, mean yeah. the obviously the coronavirus too, but yes. Uh so anyway. Uh gaming news. We had talked about it a few weeks back. What? I just wanted to say that sometimes we're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and we will admit when we're wrong. We can so, admit when we're wrong. Yeah, are you talking amazing. about this game or are you talking about oh this uh, game? Yes. Netflix. Yes. This game. <laughs> what part are we wrong about? <laughs> about this game? How we're like, uh, it's only a Fortnite, Fortnite battle game. royale type garbage. I'm yes. sorry for you guys that love that stuff. It's fine. I yes. don't, and yes. I don't find how it's like beneficial to anything besides money making. But go on. So. Uh, we got a first actual trailer for G.I. Joe Operation Blackout, a team-based third-person shooter. Okay, fine. You get the idea that it's maybe a Fortnite thing. Then you find out, oh, wait a second. They have their own um, mission, 18-mission campaign that you could play either single-player or split-screen <laughs> co-op. And there's a bunch of player versus player multiplayer modes. So, yeah, it uh, in in what there isn't is a battle royale mode that actually doesn't exist. We were completely wrong. So again, 
tying this all back to the beginning of the podcast when I was geeking out on G.I. Joe, guess who will be picking up this game? <laughs> yeah, Chris and I. So um, when it's on sale as a PlayStation Network sale, I mean, I'm not going to spend $30 on it, but I'm just saying I am excited to uh, to try it out um, and uh, see what it's all about because the, the trailer, uh, even though the graphics were cartoony, it's a cartoon. I'm 100% behind that. Go right ahead. And, uh, you know, let's get it, right? Let's try it, try it out. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're fans of shell, cell, cell shading games, yeah. cell shaded games. So, I mean, those kind of graphics I don't mind, especially if you're not going to charge me 60 bucks for a game. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the other thing on top of it, which is great. Um, and then finally, in, uh, in gaming news, there's rumors going around that um, there's a new Switch coming out next year. Um, now, is that Switch 2? Uh, Super Switch? Um, Switch Pro? I don't know, because it is just a rumor right now. And hey, throw Super in front of it. It's not the first time that Nintendo has done this. Uh, you know what I mean? Maybe add Switch U? I don't know. It could be any one of those things. Switch Cube? What are you thinking, Chris? Virtual Switch? I wasn't sold until you said Super Switch. Now I'm completely sold. <laughs> um, That's the only way I'm buying it. Switch is what? Three years old? Yeah. 2015, the... 2016. It's four years old. So five by that point. Hey, it's the not as old as the rest of the systems as, uh, as Xbox and, and PlayStation. It is... I mean, I think PlayStation leads as far as sales go, but during this pandemic, the Switch, you can't find it less than $100 over MSRP online. Cannot find it. Switch was released in 2017. Okay, so three years old. Yeah, that's right. And so when they they were talking about this, this has kind of been in rumors for the last, whatever, few months now, but they mentioned like how the Switch is only like halfway through its life. So yeah. it's like, like PS Pro came out with PS4, but it was like, you didn't have to upgrade. You don't really, like, I don't, like, I get it, but at the same time, not much, like, the Nintendo Switch is getting a lot more games that are a little more graphic intensive, but you're still not at that point yet. You know, it's, it's, you've always been a console behind. And so, I don't know. I don't know if I really see the point of it. I love my Switch and with PS5 coming out, that's that's my console investment for the next three years, you know? More. I mean, you're right. Where, where I could justify buying a Switch, right. another Switch at three years from now or something, you know? So, right. yeah, it's just like, eh, I don't know, man. Right, exactly. Um, I guess, since it's a rumor, that's pretty much all we really can say about it um, until we get some more details, but... In the meantime, uh, what time is it? It's time for the pursuit of plastic. All right, toy enthusiasts, uh, let's jump right into this. Uh, So Empire Strikes Back, 40th anniversary. You know it's this year. You've listened to Star Wars podcast. So um, it's time (laughs) to get your... (laughs) It's time time to get your uh, celebration 
convention exclusive because celebration did not happen. It was supposed to happen this month. Um, and for some reason, we didn't get virtual events, which is very disappointing, um, especially with it being this year is the 40th. And now we got to wait till next year to whatever. Um, so we we are getting um, the exclusive that would have been sold at, at the convention. Uh, it's it's the Empire Strikes Back uh, Bespin dual set. It's going to be available on August 27th, only at Target because all these companies are deciding that everything should be exclusive to these box stores. Yep. <laughs> I, I just, I, we've talked about it and I can't stand it and I get so angry and I want to punch the closest pillow within my vicinity. Um, I hate the exclusivity of these uh, things that really need to just be for everybody. And I don't understand it as far as a business standpoint, as to why you can't release something like this to the masses and then just add in uh, Lobot as your target exclusive. You know what I mean? Like picking up Luke's hand or something. Like, I just don't get it and I hate it. And that's all. <laughs> but the yeah. set's great. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, remember the, the Back to Future Transformer? All right, we're going to make it 100 or 1,985 of them. We're going to make those exclusive, and that's going to be the first ones we release, and then we're going to release a normal one in the fall. That's yeah. smart. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, put these in the hands of people. You're going to make $40 a piece. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you not like money? They, <laughs> like, what's, they don't what's care about the process. Money. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely don't care about the money. All right. Uh, next up in exclusive toy news, um, <laughs> coming to Target uh, on August 30th uh, will be the Hondo black series figure it was originally part of the uh, galaxy's edge four pack uh, that was released exclusively at disney uh, now target's getting all of these uh, galaxy's edge exclusives um, they're breaking some of them down into individuals so hondo is coming um, so get ready for that mad dash this week i check every day for it because i really want that figure and that's it i did order the four inch one that was put out this week to everybody the vintage collection one that everybody can get easily, but no, they got to make these black series ones a pain in the ass. Yeah. It, um, you know, it looks good. Just make a Hondo hot toy already. There must you be go. That would be my favorite option of all these things you said. <laughs> um, so McFarlane has a new slew of dark Knights metal figures. Um, it's infected Superman, Batman with an axe from Dark Knight's Metal. Um, the um, the Batman who laughs with his crazy wings. And um, the little weird Robins. And so there's four of them. And in order to get the... Um, uh, I can't even remember what the, the Ares Batman was from that series. But um, in order to get that, that's actually the biggest Build-A-Figure. Uh, so you have to buy all four of them. Mm-hmm. And they sneakily went on sale last Thursday and now are sold out at Amazon and Walmart, which makes no sense to me because you have your other dark Knights metal figures up for so long at Walmart as pre-order. So I'm thinking they're placeholders because I, I really have faith in, in McFarland to get the figures out to people, but it really kind of was weird that they're not available anymore. So it kind of is making me mad because I wanted to only collect those figures. I don't want to have to buy these extra ones just to have them. And now not only that, but like the Red Death, you got to buy the Flash 2-pack for it. Um, so it's it's really annoying because, how, like, I don't know why the Dawnbringer 
whatever his name is, was going to be more popular than, say, the one in the Aries uniform. I don't know. It just, it just this exclusive shit, it just pisses me off. <laughs> Continually. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I agree. It's, uh, it's, it's disappointing. Um, you know what, though? You did make a, a good point when you said that likely McFarlane would care about us and would probably try to get us uh, these figures. So, you know, maybe his hands are tied uh, right now with a Walmart deal. And maybe he thought like, hey, I'm not in Walmart typically, you know, even with my Walking Dead figures, like those are really Walgreens for the most part or um, GameStop. And, you know, from a sales perspective, it made sense to, to do this deal. But he also like when, when you hear him talk and you see what he did with like his spawn Kickstarter, like he gives a shit about fans and he always has. And it's the reason why he left Marvel to begin with. And and I think like um, I think he really does uh, care. So, uh, you know, I'm hoping to get my hands on some of these as well. And I'm, I'm just kind of patient that it will work out. Uh, I'm not patient with Hasbro, but with McFarlane, I, I am. <laughs> Absolutely. They're great figures, you know, and I just, I hope that I can get my hands on them. That's it. That's it. Because nobody else is going to make these, especially not the way he does. So that's it. Yeah. Um, also announced today, uh, there's going to be a DC multiverse gold label um, set or line coming out. Uh, there'll be limited run figures exclusive to Walmart. Um, and that's, that'll be coming soon. I mean, this, this is, it, it's, it looks great. I don't know if I'm, it doesn't really matter to me that much. Cause I'm not, you know, I have, I have Mesco where I, I put most of my money for collector figures, you know, and stuff like that. So, and it's out of, it's out of scale with most of my stuff. So, I'm not going to get so upset about this one, <laughs> but uh, just another exclusive. Um, but like you said, I think that he has this deal with Walmart. He's got to just, he's probably got to work through it and then uh, things will get re-released, you know, hopefully. Who knows? does look good though. <laughs> yeah. Grumpy face. I mean, I Grumpy get, face. yeah, I hear you, but it it looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the same thing. Like, oh, I'm not going to buy this 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 uh the darth vader nine inch figure because i mm-hmm. <laughs> but i'm like oh gotta go it's awesome. yeah exactly um yeah so that i uh, look forward for more news on that that's coming soon and then last up today uh the dark knight returns batman and robin two-pack from mafex or mafex or whatever you want to say metacom toys um I love these things, but you and I had a little bit of a discussion uh, offset today, uh, and it's just it's tough because it is it is the joints and and things like that, especially when you're used to toys and and Mexico now. It's just it's hard to get around because they are so visible. Even Hasbro does a better job, honestly. That's the problem. Is like, yeah, maybe the articulation isn't there, but I would actually take the less articulation to get this stuff or if McFarlane ends up doing this two pack because you know he is recreating some of these classic Batmans um 
and I would not put it past him to do a four pack out of the Dark Knight Returns or something like that. So, um, yeah, you know, it's 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 a good looking figure. If I could get past the joints, unfortunately, I can't. But I also buy most things Dark Knight Returns, so we'll we'll see how long my resolve lasts when it comes to it. Um, but yeah, good good Batman lineup here in Pursuit of Plastic tonight. Uh, good stuff. The DC fandom set set the uh, set the night for us. So in GI Joe, but yes, yeah. <laughs> that's right. The real American heroes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, where can you find us, Chris? Uh, check us out at don'tforgetatowel.com. Uh, you can find a bunch of cool stuff we're doing there, from DFAT Comics to this show to Star Warriors and more. So uh, check it out, don'tforgetatowel.com. Uh, also follow us on social media. Uh, we just like to have some fun on there, uh, just you know, reminding you what's out, uh, video games and movies and uh, comics and then uh, other geekly things. So check us out Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And Etsy. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> Buy it. Buy, Buy it. everything at Etsy. Consume. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so this is Casey saying, um, you know, get out there, um, watch your G.I. Joe, and read some comics. <laughs> and this is Chris. Don't forget a towel.